Hola, Hola chicas. chicas. Bienvenidas a la charla. I'm Isela, a wife, teacher, entrepreneur, and new mommy to my sweet baby boy, Logan Jace. I'm Lily. I'm a teacher, daughter, and engaged to a wonderful man. Somos dos Latinas from Texas, loving life and living it up. Acompáñanos as we chat all things mujer. Makeup, libros, food, familia, and just bringing you into our everyday lives. So grab your cafecito and let's chat. En el episodio de esta semana, we discuss body self-image, body shaming, and lack of self-confidence. Also, we recap what we've been up to y compartimos cositas we're loving. Aquí quédense, chicas, que ya empieza el chisme. Hola chicas, ¿cómo están? As you can tell, you probably didn't hear two voices in the, you know, welcome back intro. But that's because my partner in crime, my co-host, my BFF, my ride or die is not here today. Um, Lily is with her little sister Jackie, helping her transition into the university life. Um, she's going to college this fall in another city, so they are prepping... Um, her with all the necessities that she needs to move into a new dorm and to get set up and ready for um, this big change coming. So we're very proud of you, Jackie, and we wish you the best of luck. She will be at um, UT in Austin. So wishing you all the luck and hoping that you give your sister hell when it comes to shopping for your stuff. <laughs> so anyway, guys, it's really bittersweet that my... Um, co-host isn't here today and I say bitter because she's not but sweet because we're gonna have a returning guest uh you guys have heard her voice before on one of the very first episodes that we uploaded and um she's here today to share her life experiences and just kind of you know chime in with me on an issue that is I think worsening I think this issue is getting worse and worse by um by the, by the day because of social media. But um, anyway, I'm not going to get onto the topic as of yet, but we will have our guest, Wendy Morales. She will be here a little bit later to talk with us. And for right now, we're just going to go ahead and jump into the show. So I'm going to go ahead and just let you guys in on a little recap of what happened within the past, I would say the past month um, for me. I know that you guys know that we were house hunting so, and we went on vacation and we just had, I was off for summer break because I'm a teacher. So, I mean, we just had all of these different, you know, things happening in life and I'm trying to spend time with the baby and do fun baby stuff. And he's kind of semi transitioning into toddlerhood. And so this summer has just been a whirlwind of emotion and new beginnings and old chapters, you know, closing old chapters in our lives and things like that. So with that being said, um, two weeks ago, we went to uh, Florida and New Orleans for our summer vacation. We took my mom to Destin, Florida. We went to Fort Walton Beach and uh, Pensacola. And it was her first time visiting the Emerald Coast. Um, guys, le encantó. I mean, le encantó. Demasiado a mi mamá. Se relajó, pasó buen tiempo y es lo que ella necesitaba. She really needed that because 
you know, with my dad not being here, it's really tough on all of us. So we're just kind of trying to make new memories, enjoy life, live life to the fullest, relish in the blessings that we do have, and just kind of following through with different little promises that he made my mom. And one of the promises that he made her was to take her to the Emerald Coast this summer um, as a family. So we went ahead and that was one summer bucket list thing that we got to do. She loved it. She enjoyed it. Although, I mamas, I don't know. I, I had like one of those mamas moments where I panicked because my son got sick on one day of the trip. Like he woke up and he threw up, but he was fine. He was happy. He was running around the hotel, like just, well, not the hotel, the hotel room. And he was okay. And then, you know, we went out, we rented a pontoon boat and um, we went out into the bay. We're having a good time. And then he threw up again. So, yeah, that wasn't good. Um, needless to say, it was kind of a shaky day for us. Uh, the first couple of days were great. Then that day happened and he was miserable. Poor baby. I can, I, you know, I can totally see why he was fussy and just kind of not having it. So, um, next day, guess what? Mommy wakes up. Y bien enferma. I was sick. My stomach was hurting. I was feverish. I was getting the chills. And I mean, we were trying to enjoy our vacation. I was like forcing myself to go out and sit on the beach and still enjoy time with my mom and my son and my husband and enjoy time together but you know it just kept getting worse and I was just like what is going on so that later on that afternoon my mom ella también comenzó con los dolores she was like Ay, me duele la panza, me duele la cabeza. so we started kind of like backtracking what did did there has to be a commonality of something Algo que pasó, que, que tomamos, tomamos agua del océano, or I noticed the baby had ate sand, but we didn't eat sand, so it couldn't have been the sand. <laughs> so then we just started backtracking and we realized that we ate the same thing at a restaurant. We ate cheese curds. I had never in my life eaten a cheese curd. But the waitress like told us about it and she's like, oh my gosh, they're fried cheese curds. It tastes like fried mozzarella. Y a quien no le gusta? Queso frito. Seriously. I mean, it's delicious. So she's like, oh, we have fried cheese curds. You've never tried it. Da, da, da. It's when, like, I don't know, la espuma como que se separa del líquido y quien sabe qué. I don't know. It was delicious. But we realized that was the commonality between all of us, and that's why we were getting so sick. Well, you know, we finished out our vacation in Florida, and it was fun, but I was just kind of, like, not 100% the whole time. My baby, thank God, bounced back after that one day. He was good. Gracias a Dios. Estaba bien. So then after that, we, we made the little trek down to New Orleans. And, you know, another city that my mom hadn't seen. So we were having a good time. Everything was awesome. And um, all of a sudden, my husband, same thing. He starts getting the chills. He starts getting queasy. His stomach hurts. He feels a headache. He just starts feeling miserable when in New Orleans. So I'm like, okay, yeah. It had to be the cheese curds. So word to the wise guys, unless you have a stomach made of like solid steel, <laughs> stay away from the cheese curds because, I mean, each of us had our day that was not a day in paradise, needless to say. But other than that, we had a wonderful time. We had a blast. She loved New Orleans. Y también, um, de casualidad, nos topamos ahí con los padrinos de mi hijo. Uh, they were 
heading back to Florida, which is where they live, from Texas, and they made a little pit stop in New Orleans, and we just kind of met up with them. I mean, they were staying two blocks from us. It was just a really cool thing. It was an ironic thing, but it happened. It was awesome. It was cool. And I'm so glad that we got to see them. Shout out to Sally, Danny, La Familia Estatico because we had a good time, even though it was a very, very short amount of time that we spent together in New Orleans. It was awesome. So yeah, um, a week and a half of vacationing and we had to cut our vacation short and come back because we were house hunting. And we had... I didn't want to reveal this because, ya sabes, no quiero echar la sal, no quiero que se me venga la mala suerte, las malas vibras, you know what I mean. You know how that is, people. You know how we are. We, we're very superstitious like that. We don't want the, the bad juju. We don't want the, you know what I mean, que alguien nos eche la sal and that we wouldn't get something that we are praying for and working hard to earn. <laughs> so anyway, um, we went under contract right before we left to Florida for our new home. And... The story behind this home, it means a lot to me, but the story behind this home is, it's it's just very, it just, guys, I don't know, sometimes the stars and the planets align, and Diosito te manda un milagro, y sabes que es algo, it's a divine intervention, you just know, you know it in your heart, you know that this is something that was meant to be for you, it was created for you, it was meant to be for you, so here's a little backstory about this house. About three years ago, my parents were house hunting closer to the little town that we live in on the suburbs of Dallas. And um, they had already found their house. Ya se habían movido todas sus cosas. Dejaron la casita que tenían en Dallas. They wanted to get out of the city. They were like, we want to be closer to y'all. You know, this and that. I still didn't have my son at the moment. But everything just kind of aligned perfectly. It's like my parents moved over here. Y luego de repente, al año... Y estaba embarazada yo. Después de no embarazarme de, de, por casi ocho años. De repente salí embarazada. My parents are like literally guys walking distance less than a mile from my house. That's how close they were. So it was just magical. It was beautiful. It was God. It was meant to be. So anyway, um, right after that, nos vamos por una vecindad. Nada más estábamos viendo una vecindad bien bonita, bien así... Con muchas um, lomas, así bien bonita, muchos árboles, a lot of oak trees, cedar trees, and just a beautiful community in Euless. So, which is the little town where we live. Um, we're just driving around and we see a house for sale. And we got off to look at it. And guys, let me tell you, it was gutted. It was not, the, I mean, the price was high and the house was gutted. Like, it's a beautiful home on the outside. It had the bones. Pero lo de adentro, I told my husband, I said, we don't, I'm a teacher, you know, I'm a new, I'm going to be a new mom. There's no way. I'm not going to have the time and effort and focus that an old house needs, like a flipper, a flipper-upper, fixer-upper, <laughs> that a fixer-upper needs. So I just kind of was like, ¿qué hacemos? You know, no lo podemos hacer. Y ahorita no era el momento para nosotros comprar una casa como quiera, you know. And my dad was with us. My mom and my dad was with us. For those of you who don't know, sadly, I lost my father um, February of this year. And, you know, he's he was part of everything. Everything in our lives. Any milestone, anything. He was always there to cheer us on. Siempre estaba ahí para rezar por nosotros. You know, I mean, he was just very much... Him and my mom were just the cheerleaders of our lives. Like, they were 
authentically always pushing for blessings for us to for for blessings to come our way um through prayer through hard work through positive you know reinforcement of their parenting they were just really great parents well that house my it resonated with my dad you know it's this beautiful colonial home it's a mid-century colonial home and it's kind of tucked away in a beautiful neighborhood and it's it's a gem it's surrounded okay let's put it this way you're in a very old little suburban town and then all of a sudden you take a turn into a neighborhood when you and you feel like you've entered another state i feel like i'm in like i don't know like virginia or something or up in the mountains and i'm not <laughs> trust me we're not <laughs> we're we're very much in the flatlands but um when you come into this um neighborhood it it you feel you there's so many hills and trees and and beauty and nature that you feel like you're somewhere else so when my dad saw the property you know it's all it's practically an acre you know in size and he saw the property and he fell in love with it and he was very persistent with telling me and my husband that we needed to buy this home you know and the owner was here and he was like i'll sell it to you right now for this you know as is this and that and we just weren't ready and my dad continuously would tell my husband you should have bought that home that home was perfect for y'all i'm telling you that was beautiful there's nothing beautiful like that place and it's it's kind of like a piece of the country right in the middle of the city so anyway we kind of forgot about the house you know and we weren't even in the market at the time so then we um now now we fast forward you know three years later my dad rest his soul he's he's gone physically but his spirit lives with us and we start house hunting and we're serious and y ahí vamos y mi, mi esposo anda le comienza a hablarle a un realtor tú, es, tú eres la que tienes el verano de vacación tienes el tiempo yo voy a ir a trabajar you know ocupa a alguien get someone and have them start showing you homes let's go get approved we got a great approval here's our budget this is what we're going to cap out at and then this is what what our range is and this is what we want and this is what we don't want so I found a realtor, the same realtor that sold my dad uh, his house in 2013. And we, I look at house after house after house. And every house that I did like, I didn't love. Not, one, not once did I love those homes. But I liked them. But the houses that I really did like, and I was like, I could see ourselves kind of living here, you know, or whatever, growing old here. Those houses, I would tell her, well, let's try to make an offer. Y inmediatamente, no, ya está bajo contrato. Like, it was under contract immediately. I did never, I never had a chance to put in a contract or an offer in any other home. I didn't. So then one night, you know, my husband's looking through, like, he was, like, on Zillow.com, no sé qué. And he runs across pictures of the inside of a home. And everything's been upgraded. Everything looks brand new and beautiful. There's new kitchens, new uh, a new kitchen, new appliances, new windows, all this, these upgrades that have been done, new flooring. I mean, just beautiful upgrades. But we didn't really pay attention to that house because it wasn't in the neighborhoods that I thought I was looking in. Okay. So I don't know what it was, but it, no joke, guys. I was already about to go to bed and something pulled me out of bed. Something said, go look at that house again. Go look at the pictures of that house. So I got up. My husband had already gone to sleep. And I went on the computer. And I started looking at the map of this house. 
And I told my husband the next day, I said, hey, it's in that area of those really pretty homes with all the trees and the, the hills. And my husband's like, well, go look over there. And I said, well, yeah, I'm going to see a few houses there anyway. So I'm going to add that one to the list, even though, you know, they don't have a picture of the outside of the home. So, you know, I come out here with the realtor y de repente que voy viendo que es la casa, la exacta casa, the, the exact home that I had seen with my dad and my mom and my husband three years prior. And I called my husband and I said, I haven't gone in the house, but babe, you're not going to believe it. I said, guess what house it is? And when I told him, he's like, make an offer. I remember that house. That house was beautiful. Make an offer. I was like, I haven't even walked in the side of the home. He goes, I, you don't even have to. The internet is showing us that it. they've already done the upgrades. I'm pretty sure that house is stunning. Just make an offer. So right when I walked into the house, guys, no joke. I was like, this is my house. This is my home. So for all of you who don't or are skeptical about things like this or skeptical about the spirits of, the, of our loved ones who've passed on, watching over us, guiding us, being our guardian angels, being there to support us, being there to bring us to new blessings. If you are skeptical about that, I am telling you right now, 100%, open your heart, open your mind, because this was very much real, and this home was very much meant to be our home. So fast forward, you know, like three weeks after we made an offer, the house is ours. We've moved in and we are extremely happy to let you guys know that we are the homeowners of a mid-century colonial home that my dad physically walked the property of and he absolutely loved the beauty of it. So gracias papi y gracias a Diosito que me ayudaron, me trajeron aquí, aquí estoy en mi casa y amo esta casa. Es muy linda, me encanta. My son loves everything about this house. He's been running crazy. <laughs> we went from like 1,200 square feet to like 2,900 square feet. So you can imagine. But anyway, guys, that's my recap of the week. I know it's been a long, it was kind of like story time, storytelling time, which I always love to tell stories. And sans Lily, um, I am just so glad that I got to share that with all of you guys. It's, it means a lot to me. And I'm just happy and blessed and extremely thankful. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be back with our episode for this week. Okay, ladies, welcome back. I am here with Wendy Morales. She is our guest for this episode. She's been on the show before. Welcome back, Wendy. Hey, good to be back. <laughs> so we wanted to talk about body images, your body self-image, body shaming, just overall how you, how, I guess how you feel about your own body and the whole discussion about the media and the pressures that women face and young girls face about what you should and shouldn't look like, blah, 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 this and this and that. So how do you feel about that? Like, do you, okay, do you ever go through any issues like that? When you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror, are you like, boo? Or are you like, yay? <laughs> well, I think 
I'm old enough to know how my body looks like and how it is. And so in some ways I've kind of accepted it, but I do have those rare occasions, like once in the blue moon, where I go into a, de a deep, deep depressed mode. Mm -hmm. Like for just one day, I'll get over it the next day like it never happened. Mm -hmm. But I just need to get it out and like self-loathe myself in some ways. Okay. Um, but I think all the body shaming, yes, it's still with media, but I think it starts with your parents, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, when I was a little girl, they used, they used to call me La Flaca because I was like this big, like really little. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then um, I had surgery when I was in fifth grade, back surgery. Uh -huh. No, I'm sorry, not fifth grade, when I was five years old. Oh, wow. And, um, and so I had to relearn how to walk and all oh, that. Oh, wow. And so, and, and because I was sad that I couldn't walk that, uh -huh. that, that fast like I used to, um, I, I started eating more and more and more. And what I noticed is that they didn't used to call me La Flaca anymore. They used to give me another nickname, which was like Gordis, oh me Gordita. Uh -huh. And those, those those are nicknames that they give you out of love, you know. Uh -huh, uh -huh. When you say it in it's English, like, yeah. it, it's terms of endearment. But yes. yeah, you, no, no, no. In, in English, it's horrible. Yes. It's mortifying in English. Yes. Don't translate it because then you feel like so horrible about yourself. It's like what, what little fatty? Like, I don't know. Oh, my little any, and you're right, in Spanish, it's it's different. It's más yes. de cariño yes. rather than, you know, something that's humiliating yes. you. And so, and my mother was the type of woman who was like, ay, mija, stop eating hot Cheetos. You know what, ay, pero eso es la, la cultura latina, I, I feel, mm -hmm. because my mom was the same way. They're like, ay, necesitas adelgazar, but then they would make you a big old plate of frijoles with tortillas. And finish it because we didn't used to have this when you were Yes, little. and I'm like, okay, <laughs> you gotta you gotta decide what kind of mama you're gonna be, Okay. <laughs> And the tías, do your tías do it? Because you're, okay, Wendy is salvadoreña. Yes. You know, and woo. I just see it across, woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> so I see it across the Latino culture. It, and it comes from your tías. You know, and I was telling Lily one time, I said, I had a prima who was like this big girl, era un palito, and they called her la gorda. And I'm like, okay, if they call her la gorda, <laughs> what does that make me? What is going on? Dang. And so, yeah, exactly. And so, even to this day, my mom, my mom will go shopping and like, mija, I bought you this, but like, you just get un poquito or all this. But I think now it's more of a health issue mm -hmm, than mm -hmm. a body issue Got it. for me now. When Mentally, I was, for yes. you. Yes, uh -huh. and even for my mom now, like she just doesn't pick at me. Oh, tú ya estás gordita. She knows I am, but she's all like, yeah. pero. Mija, ya estás viejita now. Híjole, viejita y gordita. So I was like, okay, thanks, mom. But I've always been a heavier set mm -hmm. girl growing up. Um, and I think with body shaming, it also includes how you dress. Because the way you dress also kind of shows how your body is your shaped shape. with it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so growing up, you know, clothes... Clothes were a little hard for me mm -hmm. because I was always thick around areas where you're not supposed to be as thick as, <laughs> as a little girl. And then, yeah. you know, we I came from a low-income mm -hmm. household, mm -hmm. so some of my clothes were a little bit ripped here and there, yeah. you know, and I tried to reuse and reuse it, and kids noticed it. So to me, yes, it was because of my clothes, but at, at the same time, it was body shaming, not body shaming, but 
kind of like messing with me, like the way I look. With are they your la- confidence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are they laughing at me because of my because I look because a little I'm big, or is it because oh, of my clothes? My clothes. And so okay. that's like a double whammy. Yeah. Kids can be so mean. I know. And we see it. Wendy is a teacher also, and we see it all the time. And and I think that's why it was so important for us to shed a little bit of light on this topic because I have noticed some of my kids, and I teach third graders, and I have noticed some of my kiddos being very, very self-conscious. And it's like, okay, it's like a blurred line between what is actually healthy and what is unhealthy. Like I have some of my students who are very active and, you know, and it's, it's usually the girls. It's hardly ever the boys. Oh, yeah. But I have a lot of my girls that are like really active and they they opt when it's snack time, they opt for the carrots rather than a cookie, you know, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, OK, that's healthy. But then when you think about some girls that they barely eat or they don't want to eat anything, you're like, how do you balance teaching your kids how to be healthy, how to live a healthy lifestyle and what and and how not to fall in that whole trap of well i'm fat and you're not you're this average healthy child you know what i mean that's it's very difficult i feel like it's very very different even with me you know mm-hmm. i was skinny when i was a kid and then when i got into middle school that's when i started getting thicker you know mm-hmm. and for me all my friends were size four and three and i was a 10 a 9 10 and i thought i was gigantic yeah. now i wish i was a 9 10 <laughs> come on Hopefully I can get there, but who knows? You know what I mean? It's just very, very difficult. And for me, being a plus size girl, I think to myself, I don't want to make those mistakes with my son. I want him to see healthy habits. Mm -hmm. But then again, I don't want him to feel like my mom is giving me an example of to be starving myself or something like Mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. One thing that I also want to point in the classroom, a lot of the kids are like, oh who should go first or whatever they're like oh because she's big you know and i'm like no it's because she's tall you know i will like oh you mean she's tall you know there's a difference between being big and tall so you gotta really think those yeah, words yeah um but my see growing up like i said i, uh-huh. I always felt very like a thick girl but now that I look back at those pictures, I wasn't too bad. <laughs> You're like, I was, I, I looked perfectly normal and I, fine. What is going on? I want to be that now. Right? I'm like, can we get back there? Like, what is that meme? It says, I have accepted the fact that I'm not going to be my original weight of like six pounds, two ounces. <laughs> so I'm just going to move on from there and just accept it. And I think also, but also then as, as you grow up, it's mm-hmm. not more of your family, it's more of your peers and especially media. Media has to do a lot. And so I think these days everybody understands that you don't have to be toothpick small. Mm-hmm. I, I think today's day is coming up like, oh, you want this I think curves. it's coming back. Yes. Yes. Because we did go through this period of time where that's all you saw was models that were super slim and super, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I... Okay, I'm going to tell, this is this is a huge, if you are a thick girl, you know, and you can relate with me when I say that you want to backhand a skinny girl when she says she's fat. <laughs> that is my pet peeve, especially a girl who looks great or who has curves, who's thin but has curves, and then they're like, oh, I'm so fat, or oh, I feel like such a pig for eating. I'm like, Really? You're right. But then I recall back when I was in high school and I used to say that to myself, mm-hmm. but I was still, I, 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 now that I look at it, I'm like, mm-hmm. you're still good. What, why did I tell myself that? I yeah. So sometimes it's subconsciously. It's just this mental thing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. mental. So sometimes you can't.
can't blame them to say that because they see themselves in a different way. That's but, true. But That's it hurts true. at the same time. It hurts at the that. same time because yeah. I'm like, if you feel like you are a whale, girl, what makes what what does that make me? <laughs> I must be like three houses put together. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, are you kidding me? But not only that, which brings me to my next point. I was reading a whole bunch of articles about this stuff and just, you know, looking at all these websites about this issue. And one thing that I wanted to bring up was that it's very common for us to feel that other people view us the way we view ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, And it's very hard for us to take a compliment and to take it seriously. You know I've noticed I've noticed myself doing that before and I remember you know guys I am not going to lie to you I love taking selfies because <laughs> when I was growing up I hated pictures hated pictures I was that awkward kid like when I was a kid I was okay you know I was just normal you know everyday little girl but once I hit puberty and went to middle school I couldn't find myself I didn't know what my style was mm-hmm. I was very awkward you know what I mean I just went through a very non-fun non-attractive period in my life Mm -hmm. and I hated pictures and I had to really get out of that and and say you know what I got I have to celebrate who I am and celebrate what God gave me and be happy and if I'm gonna take selfies I'm gonna take selfies you know what Mm -hmm. I mean but at the same time when I do see things that are that I'm not happy with in the mirror I think other people are seeing the same thing even though somebody be like, oh my gosh, your hair looks amazing. Or, you know, you have the prettiest smile or somebody compliments something about you. And you're just like, whatever, she's just trying to be nice. <laughs> you know, I used to see myself like that. Mm-hmm. But my view has changed now to the point that I accept who I am. And if I see myself like that, everybody can see me like that. And it's okay. But to me, I notice that it's this little mechanism that I do that sometimes I make a joke of myself mm-hmm. and my weight and, and it sounds horrible saying it but it's just like like for example this uh summer i went to taiwan mm-hmm. and um in taiwan i ended up hiking a mountain guys in Ta- guys let me tell you something <laughs> i saw footage of this hike this woman is okay i know a lot of people yeah i'm gonna put y'all all on blast right now you know who you are you know who you are I know a lot of people who talk a lot of smack about being these big fitness, like they eat healthy and they can work out and they do 5Ks y que la fregada. And not one of y'all fools have done something like what my girl has done. I am really proud of you. Thank you. I, I was like, how did she not? like I, Watching the videos, I was terrified for you. And it had nothing to do with your weight. It had to do with all the, the height of where you were. And the drops. It was like a Stairmaster's three hours going up and three hours going down. Oh, my gosh. And so... Where was it? What was it called? It was in Taiwan. In what Taiwan, was it called? it's Trail, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But I also went river tracing. Now, the two girls who I went with, my two friends, um, they're Asians and petite. Flaquitas, delgaditas, todas. Ay, yo puedo correr mías y mías. And so going to a country where everybody's Asian and petite, you know, I've like, I, oh God. Yes, I felt very like, <laughs> people are looking at me, they know I'm American, you know? <laughs> Oh, hell, the struggles. So you had to, like, prove not only to yourself, but you felt like you had to prove to everybody, I could do this. Yes. And so, and, you know, I sweated most, and I sweated most 
of, of than everybody else over there. I know that. And it's embarrassing, but at the same time, you know, they were like, come on, Wendy, you can do it. You can so do it. So empowering, yes. Wendy. Yes. And so, and I'm like, I am not about to get somebody to call a helicopter to come get me out of these mountains. <laughs> that would be even more embarrassing. Oh, girl, then that's <laughs> mortifying right there. Yeah, you're and, right. And so, like, for example, river tracing, for those who don't know, is going up the river and you're climbing up boulders and boulders and so in the water guys in the water so i was i was supporting and you said it was hot right i mean humid yes and i was supporting my own weight on top now i'm not a 150 pound girl that's that's what i would like to be but and and i'll be real you know i'll I'll be Mm -hmm. honest currently right now i'm in my heaviest and i weigh about 210 pounds okay. and so it, it's very sad but whoa what, she just put it out there i did i did the be- record scratch <laughs> i did because you know i'm like this is who i am mm-hmm. and yeah i mean you can't yeah, hide it yeah. you know you can't hide who you are but you do hide it well by the way i will say that oh, <laughs> i'm like you like me for who you, for who i am yeah. so Basically, what was I going with this is sometimes I make a joke out of it. Like, I think I introduced myself this week during professional development. Um, you had to you had to say something about your summer. And so I told him, um, you know, for being a girl or for, for being my, my type of girl, my size of girl, you know, I was able to do this, you know. For a girl, yeah. my physique, you know, I will start like that. Yeah. So kind of letting know people like, yeah, you might not believe me that I did this. But and I did I, it. I did it, and then I understand that I'm what type of girl I am. And know? that to me, you know what, guys? And that I, I see a lot of body shaming from people who are fit or who claim to be fit mm-hmm. because they're thin. And I know so many people who have been thin their whole damn lives who have never met the struggle. <laughs> never met the struggle. But because they're thin, they can easily claim, I'm fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And which is a whole nother episode. But anyway, (laughs) but I it goes to show it it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your level of fitness. It matters your determination. It matters your level of focus. I really feel that that's what whenever it comes to physical activity and being able to cross a boundary or a different level, it comes to that. It comes to you being able to get in that zone and be like, can I do this? Can I not? You know, and I remember having a friend of mine, my friend Jane, Jane Bustamante. Hey, girl. She used to love running all the time. Mm -hmm. And I never forgot this. She told me, it was a long time ago, God, like 15 years ago. Um, She told me, I asked her, I said, hey, how do you run for so long? Like, she would run for a really long Mm -hmm. time. She's like, I'll just stick my headphones in and I'll run until I feel like my legs are going to fall off. She was like, and it's just a feeling because I know it's not going to happen. So to me that it stuck with me 15 years later and it stuck with me because I'm like, wow, you know that your body is capable of so much and you know that it's your mind that stops you at times. But Wendy, I'm really proud of you for doing that because that was, (laughs) that is like very inspiring, inspiring. And I guarantee you that you've inspired many people that you've told that story to. I'm pretty sure there were other thickums sitting in the, (laughs) the audience and they were probably like, dang, like. If she can do something, I know I can do something like that. I just need to do it. Girl, I thought I wasn't going to make it. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm just going to be here with the wilderness. <laughs> Hopefully the helicopter will find me. No, but that's that's a really, really cool experience. But um, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back, and we'll continue chatting about this topic.
Welcome back, chicas. We're just sitting here talking with our guest, Wendy. Wendy Morales. Hey. <laughs> and guys, I just wanted to apologize to you for any echoing. Um, since we are in a new home now and we've moved our space, um, there's going to be a lot of acoustics and issues going on with the sound <laughs> until we get everything straight away. So forgive us for that. But at least we're bringing you another show. So that's the important thing, right? So anyway, we're talking about um, self-image. Um, body shaming and just how to build your self-confidence or what it is that gives you the lack of self-confidence whenever you're looking at your body and looking at yourself. Um, one thing that I've noticed is we tend to compare ourselves a lot to our peers, you know, to other women. I don't know if you've done that before. I'm guilt, straight up guilty of doing that too. And I'm like, oh, why can't I have hair like her? Or why can't my skin look like that? And why can't, you know what I mean? Th little things like that that I feel hinder our own body image. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about that one? Do you, like, do you still deal with that? Or now that you're older, are you more like, you know, I am who I am? I know you said that you're more accepting of yourself. And I am too. See, for me, it's like, if I want to be like that, I can be like that. It's like, how much do I really want it? Mm -hmm. And to me, it's all psychological, like... That girl is away maybe because of her jeans or maybe because you work for it. Mm -hmm. Like, example, working out. Yeah. I know that if I worked out and I ate healthier, mm -hmm. I think I could go into a weight that I want to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I always try to push and motivate myself, but I always fail. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, do I really want Do that? I really want Do that? I mm -hmm. really, really want this? I mean, I'm, I'm all depressed for this. But if I'm, I feel so sad about it to myself, then why don't I do, why don't I make a change? Mm -hmm. Do I not care about myself that much? Or what is it? Or I'm like just, what's a, going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, or I'm just used to it, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's easy. To, I think it's easy to get used to it and to get in that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, between 20, 2010 and 2012, I lost 57 pounds, but I was like hitting the gym twice a day, mm -hmm. being obsessed with it and loving it. And I literally got to a point in my life where my weight was a non-issue with me anymore. And I was really happy and just, I felt good. Yeah. And then I started creeping back up and then I had a baby and then now I'm just like, okay, it's time to get serious again. But I feel like for me, I, I know there's so many people that go that are out there that are wanting that six pack abs look and who want a bikini. Que todo eso, quien sabe que. For me, I don't want to have to, you know, hear from the doctor that I got to go give exactly. blood and mm -hmm. I have to be on some pills and I have to do this and that. That's what I don't want. And I want to be comfortable. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I'm not looking to be like a model. I want to be comfortable. And I want to be able to do activities anywhere and be like, okay with it, not worried and not ashamed of what my body looks like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Being more focused on what the goal is of that activity. And that's one thing um, I was talking to my roommate, who's also a teacher, by the way. Um, we, she went to the doctor and got blood, blood done. And mm -hmm. I went to the doctor and I got some blood work done as well. And she's, uh, she's, thinner than me and she eats healthier than me and lately she's been trying to work out too well she got her results and it came out that she's has high cholesterol mm -hmm. now here i am eating hot cheetos like almost every day mm -hmm. not working out and being a bum for the summer because you know i like to relax <laughs> and we all do and my results came all good mm -hmm. so now here's the thing like 
my result seems that I, I look healthy except that I'm overweight. Mm-hmm. For her, it's like she's not only a little bit overweight, but she's smaller than me, but she now has high cholesterol. Yeah. Like even though she's smaller, she still has those like those medical issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and you know what? It it I feel like that has a huge, huge um effect on society as well because so many people are focused on the aesthetics of what we're supposed to look like Mm -hmm. or what is appealing to the eye that we convince ourselves to think that someone who is slightly on the heavier side you know is living the wrong lifestyle all the time you know what i mean Mm -hmm. or doesn't know a thing about working out or is or those people are their jokes are made of them because they try to go to the gym or things like that it it has a lot to do with your genes as well i'm not trying to you know what i mean put like it all put it all on there okay <laughs> i love me some in and out too but um it has to it's a lot of it's a combination of things it's a combination of the way your body works so that being said all of the criticizing the tearing down of people and the being critical of other people that's I guess what really bothers me you know what I mean and I mean I know many people who are real thin and who have illnesses that society would deem that it would be a person who is overweight to only have those issues well why isn't that person suffering with this illness Mm -hmm. look at her and it it shouldn't be like that. You know what I mean? And it sucks that we can't reprogram our mind to think differently, but this is the way it is. We can't be walking around with a medical chart see like, I'm good, I'm good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> be like, A plus, you see it on my shoulder, on my shirt? No, I mean, you can't. Yeah. But, um, well, I'm glad that your results were good. That's yes. a good thing to yes. hear. And um, here's another thing. Being self-conscious about the simple things. Okay, girls, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be 100% real. Okay? I feel like there is a is a line between loving your curves and loving an unhealthy lifestyle or an unhealthy image. There is yes. You have to draw, yes. draw a line. I, I get it. I love my curves. But do I want my curves to shrink down a bit? Yes. <laughs> we need this. But at the same time, I see a lot of people who are kind of like advocating or they're advocates for a bigger girl or mm-hmm. a bigger image. And and that to me, I'm like, okay. Like she's so strong for doing what she did and all that. You know, especially if they're like extremely, yes. you know. Yeah, big. Big, yes. Yeah. Look, (laughs) this might hurt some people's feelings, but I'm just going to tell you my opinion. Everybody has their opinion, and that's okay. I do not want to put this figure in a two-piece bikini, okay? If you want to put your body in a two-piece bikini, you go for it, girl. I do not want to see myself in a two-piece bikini. Now, there are a lot of people out there that say, you should be able to wear whatever you want, da 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 Okay. And that's where that fine line comes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's where that fine line comes in. You know what I mean? And for me, I'm like, you know what? A one piece with some shorts. I'm okay with that. Anything less, I'm going to be like, mm, no, girl. Go ahead and go stand in front of the mirror, look at yourself, and take it off. 
because it I doesn't agree. belong on you. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of people are going to get offended. We're sorry. We don't want to offend anyone. This is for myself. I'm reflecting mm-hmm. on me. I don't want to see myself in that light. You know what I mean? Do you feel, though, like, whenever you wear, like, everything covered up, like, in some ways you feel a little judged when you go to the beach, like, oh. Yeah. I, yes. I it's like, like it, that. It's like, no matter what you do, <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it's like, I'm trying to, you know, not make you see everything here. Yeah. The and then, see, no, see, no. They're judging you because they're like, ay, mira esa, mira que atrevida se está poniendo esa, esa cosa. And then, on the other hand, they're like, mira, pobrecita, la gordita, se tiene que tapar de pies a cabeza. I'm like, oh, my God, can we just catch a break? <laughs> Okay, for me, this is, this is another thing that was kind of like a little breakthrough, I guess, this summer. In high school, I was okay with my legs. They were normal. You know what I mean? And Are we living the same life? Because I was the same way, too. I yeah, was okay I was, just, I was, like, I was okay with my <laughs> legs. My legs were fine. I was in the drill team, so I got to do a lot of working out every day with my legs. My stomach wasn't great. My arms were fine and my legs were fine, but my stomach area was the big issue I agree. but I, I was in band so i always had to use yeah you had to like use your body <laughs> and i had to march everywhere and in the hot texas heat as well so so i i, I know about i was i was okay with my legs i was okay with my arms it's just that the midsection was a little mm. yeah, the <laughs> pizza and sodas no but so i did i didn't realize it till recently but probably around Gosh, maybe 2004-ish, I would say. I stopped wearing shorts in the summer. You guys know Texas heat. We have two months of triple-digit weather. You know, and an extra month of high 90s. So, it's hot in the summer. And I would only wear shorts to go to the pool or the lake or the beach. And that was it. Not even to the gym. Nowhere else was I wearing shorts, maybe as like sleep shorts to go to sleep. That was it. So this summer, it was kind of my little um, breakthrough, I guess. Um, I went to Old Navy and I bought like 12 pairs of shorts. Not even joking. I tried them on. I was like, they're comfortable. They're cute. And I was like, you know what? I see a lot of skinny girls walking around with a lot of cellulite. So I am okay. (laughs) Girl, and I wore shorts. I can count on one hand how many times I've worn pants this summer. Wow. Yes, and I am not going to, and I know a lot of girls are out there are like, OMG, I cannot believe that she doesn't wear shorts like she's insane. But I, th- that's what I, where I'm going with this whole topic is that we have so many insecurities. They could be the smallest, most minute thing to one person, but to someone else, it can mean something very detrimental mentally. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that for me was a huge, huge step out of my comfort zone because I was like, okay. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. That was a hard thing, because, a really hard thing. Because you know what? I haven't been able to do that. All this summer, if I go outside, I will wear jeans. Yeah. Or I will wear capris. Aunque te estés derritiendo. Yes, yes. And that's how I was too. Same thing. Because I know how my legs are. And, and, and I know my friends can be very nice. I'm like, oh, you look okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like... No, but I, what are you really thinking? Like, <laughs> what do you really think? You better say it out loud. Exactly. No, I'm kidding. And so I see myself in the mirror and I'm like, no, no. Yeah. like Because we see what we think that our friends see what we see. And, but see, I know that my friends won't judge me. Like, not, not that they, would, they won't say anything bad about it. Or they they'll be like, be, oh, it's windy. Yeah. I know 
how she is. And people won't care either. They mm-hmm. see you. I sometimes feel that people don't care. You're just another girl walking. But for me, it's just... Yeah, for you, it's a security. It's, it's like, I don't want to uh, be showing that to everybody. Like, your jeans are your security blanket like, in that moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I kind of don't want to show you that part of, of me. Like, mm-hmm. that's too much to show you. You're... No. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though? Yes. And when you think about it, you're like, man, it's shorts. So that needs to be your goal. You need to look at something that... See, for me, girl, right now, don't ask me to wear no sleeveless, because I won't. And you're... Look, look at you. With your bare arms. And you look great. You look fine to me. Oh, thank you. You know? And it's just it's just that mental um, conflict within each of us, I feel. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just this back and forth battle of what we see and what we feel like everyone else sees. But, guys, not only that, it just... Because it's in social media... So, I was t- um, telling you earlier about a website. It Okay, this was my times in mi época, which was like <laughs> 10 years ago when the internet was barely starting to get, you know what I mean, when people really started getting into social media and things like that. MySpace and esos tiempos. But <laughs> um, there was a website and it was called Hot or Not. And one of my best friends, he will remain nameless because I poke fun at him all the time. He was on this website and it was, you'd put your picture and you would swipe left if they were hot or swipe right, if they were not, I don't know. But I, when now that I think back, I'm like, who would make such a cruel website? But was this like a dating website or just judging no? Them? You no. would just get a percentage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you would get a percentage on how hot you were, depending on how many swipes you got to the right or the left. Did you communicate with these people or anything? No, or just, they oh. just send you a percent. And if your percent was 99% not hot, then you could go and find yourself a therapist and pay for that medical bill because that's the way it was. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think a lot of little dating or hookup sites or things like that feed into that as well. You know what I mean? I mean, when you think about it, that's pretty cruel, hot or not. Well, today's day. Who wants to be on the not end of that site? Yeah, well, today's day, especially if you do online dating, you know, mm-hmm. you swipe left or you swipe right to see if you like it. Because basically, you're judging the person by a photo. Yeah. You haven't read their bio or you anything. You haven't done anything. You, you haven't ju- even started. Exactly. Which brings me to the point today, um, I'm going to be a new teacher at Irving ISD, and I'm very, Yay. very excited. Guys, she's in my school. She moved to my district. I'm so excited. I'm We're going to be working together, yes. and it's going to be awesome. I'm very excited, and one of the professional development courses was the mm-hmm. culture, cultural IQ, mm-hmm. and so they they showed this picture, um, this slide with six pictures on it, mm-hmm. and in this slide, they told the audience, which two people would you not want to work with in your team? And so people said picture number one and four, and the presenter said, usually people use pick one and four or one or three. One or three. Three was like a little, looked like a little kid with his headphones and everything like Mm -hmm. that. But one and four were the heavier set people. No. Yes. What? Yes. Why? Did people give reasoning why they they picked those pictures? No, I think they just said to to say the numbers. Nobody gave any reasoning. But they were trying to show that self, like, you know impression the way you dress the way mm-hmm. you showcase yourself has a lot to do 
with your first impression and how exactly. people see it. Yeah. And so, and, and I mean, like, okay, I know I'm heavy set, not like me, heavy set, like probably like two or three times bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And so, it's so wrong to judge someone's workability on, the, on their looks. On their looks and how much they weigh. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, Man, it was a shocker. It's to hard say. to un- unlearn those things too. It's hard to unlearn those habits, you know. Um, I mean, I've done it before to where I've seen someone, and then that person ends up being like, you know, he graduated from MIT and has this many degrees and went to Harvard mm-hmm. and you know taught in Yale and he has a business and da, da, da. and I'm like, whoa! And you're like shocked and blown away because you judge the book by its cover. It's cliche, but it's true. I feel like we walk around doing that all day, every day. And that's never going to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's never. It's. I think it's in some ways part of human nature. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we just do it. And, you know, I, I think every single person cannot be like, oh, I will never judge someone like that. Oh, it, it happens and naturally. Naturally. It naturally pops you into wanna, your mind. You don't want to think about it, but it just comes up. Yeah. You know, it just comes into your mind. And it's it's really hard. So I feel like that's where we have to, as women, as mothers, as teachers, as sisters, as aunts, you know, tias, whatever. I feel like it's in our, um, it's in our hands to take what we know and teach our younger girls, the younger generation, hey, you need a, this is what God gave you. This is who you are. You can be super successful, but if you don't have self-confidence about who you are and have that self-love, you're always going to be conflicted. You know, so it's, I feel like it's in our hands and our power that we have to treat our girls a certain way and learn them to self-love, self-respect, so that they aren't treated that way by the bullies, by the mean girls, by the mean guys, by the guys who are only after one thing. You know what I mean? Things like that. And... Well, with the whole thing, you can't just look, whenever you're thinking about yourself, you cannot just look at yourself. Look at Mm -hmm. who you are inside. Yeah, what you've done for yourself. Exactly. Like, okay, I know I'm a thick girl, so I don't think I'm going to get this guy who is like six packs and all that. But I know what I'm worth. I know, you know, I'm college educated i work hard i ha- i pay my own bills i'm a very girl there are there are woman. thick girls out there with six packs and everything so it's okay any i think it, it depends beauty is in the eye of the beholder it depends on who you are what your personality is you know what i mean yeah. ultimately and, that's that's what matters and for that reason as girls we we shouldn't just because the way we look we shouldn't settle for like the basic like oh nobody's gonna look at me you have so much to provide someone. you shouldn't settle for someone who isn't gonna treat you right mm-hmm. you know what i mean you shouldn't settle for someone who is going to talk down to you or be like you can't get any better or things like that no you shouldn't have to settle for someone like so that so even if you are a little upset it's okay to be picky because you have more to mm-hmm. bring to the plate mm-hmm. you know um which brings me to my to a topic i have a boyfriend who mm-hmm. i've been dating for eight months mm-hmm. and he <laughs> he loves the way he I loves look. wendy he loves him some wendy <laughs> He he makes me feel like the most beautiful girl in the whole world. And I don't know if he does it just because he's my boyfriend. Probably is. But I know he... He makes me... But girl, you were heavy when you met him. That's that's the that's the bonus. Yes. You don't know. Okay. Look, I'm gonna get a little bit on the sad side, I guess, just for a second. 
and because I know this is an upbeat show and I know we're trying to reflect more of a positive light on trying to turn things around for our younger generation. But I have friends who met their picky significant others, whether it be boyfriends or spouses or whatever, at a very thin weight. And those friends have told me and cried to me because they they do not look or weigh what they did when they got together that they're other half is being neglectful towards them and telling them that they need to lose weight and telling them that they needed this and they needed that and da, 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 and, da, da, da. and I'm like whoa I could not and, and that's a sad thing I could not imagine being in their shoes because I met my husband thickums okay <laughs> not nearly as thick as I am now but I was a thick girl you know what I mean and I know that he loves me for who I am mm-hmm. you know what I mean and he dated thin girls in the past mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't for, it It kind of reflected on the fact that he didn't date for you look like this, or this girl is skinny, or this girl's a bikini model, or this girl is morenita, and mm-hmm. this girl's thick, or this girl. It, he dated a variety of girls with many different backgrounds, many different looks, and I feel like he chose me for me, mm-hmm. and for the connection that we had together, hence that's why I feel Julian chose you because he was attracted to you, who you are now. You didn't meet him, super skinny, flacco, windy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you didn't. He met you, you the windy, the great personality, the pretty windy, the lively windy, the windy that can keep up with whoever in Taiwan. You know. <laughs> and you know what? And sometimes, like love, if you love someone for who they are. Everything else, like the outer, like how you yeah. look, it, it doesn't show. To them, it, you you don't see it. Exactly. You, what are, you have those, those glasses. Isabel, <laughs> when I was dating my husband, I was very much like that because I liked guys who were out of my league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who would other people would say, he's out of her league. Y no me pelaban. You know, and when my husband came along and we started dating, he was so, like, always complimenting me and and putting his arms around me. And he would look at people and say, isn't she beautiful? Like, she's so beautiful. And I would be like, uh, (laughs) I would give him this crazy look like, what's he talking about? I mean, because he can't be talking about me. You know, and I just, I, I feel like there needs to be more of that. If you were that kind of guy that loves a girl for who they are, celebrate that you know what i mean or if it doesn't matter guy girl whoever in their eyes celebrate that gorgeous yeah you know Mm -hmm. it's it's your aurora that comes out of it and so they make you feel when you're around them and that's that's something really special and that's what we should be about you know and i wish that the media would move more away from the critiquing and things like that um because it's sad it really is and there's a lot of kids out there that are struggling with it there are kids who have suicidal thoughts there are kids who are five and six years old going to school and saying that they're fat and they're not. They're normal kids. They're afraid to eat a cookie because they're afraid that they're going to gain weight because they've heard their mother saying, I'm fat. Or being judged. Or being judged. You know what I mean? And guys, we, kids look up to us. So we need to watch it. I mean, if you're going to say that to yourself, say it to yourself when you're in private. Don't say it around kids. Kids, monkey see, monkey do. They will follow what they see. They will start thinking that way. They are, their minds are very easily molded. So just watch your words around them because, I mean, it, it could really strike a chord with the kid and in, in a very bad way. 
Yeah. I know it's sad. <laughs> it's very sad. But um, and my last my last little thing that I'm gonna say here. Sometimes we watch shows. We look at reality TV. We we start comparing ourselves to las Kardashians. Esas viejas, híjole. I'm like, really? They have a lot of money, people. I mean, those girls were beautiful before they ever touched themselves. Seriously. And, but it goes to show that no matter how many people, they have millions watching them. And no matter how many people could tell them, you're beautiful, do not Botox. Do not this. It, do, it show, goes to show it doesn't matter. It's that self you know, um, reflecting image that you have of yourself that's ultimately going to make you get liposurgery or get the Botox or get this done or that done or whatever. You know, if you're into plastic surgery, girl, go for it. it all That's all you, mama. You go celebrate yourself. You do what you want, boo-boo, okay? But I'm just saying don't do something for the wrong reasons. Don't do something because you feel like you will get more attention from a man or you feel like you will look better to your peers don't do that do something because you think that it's going to make you feel better about yourself and it's going to make you feel good ultimately and guys do not pay attention to those fashion police people and all those people that <laughs> criticize and tear people down those they, i mean they're practically like mean girls or bullies and sometimes i'm like have you seen yourself you need to quit talking Anyway, guys, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with Cositas We're Loving. Welcome back, ladies. Hey. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Wendy and now we're going to talk about the cositas that we're loving. As you guys know, this is a segment where we talk about some things it could be anything, books, movies, fashion, makeup, food, whatever, a place, whatever. Anything that we're loving and that we're obsessed with currently. So, Wendy, what is something that you've been loving? Okay, um, last two weekends ago, I went to Austin and I went to H-E-B. And I know y'all have talked about this candy company, which mm -hmm. is Alamo Candy Company. Mm -hmm. Lily has mentioned it a lot. Before. Oh, yeah. She's Delicious. the one, yeah, she's the one who made me buy some and try it and then I was hooked. <laughs> you were hooked. <laughs> well, one of their products um, is called Cherry Bomb Sweet and Sour Chewy. Ooh. So basically, it's like the re the regular Cherry Bomb candy, the chewy mm -hmm. ones, but on top it has like a spicy cover, como, que si, como Lucas, <gasps> on top of it. I love spicy candy. And so, I like Cherry Bombs. Plus the Lucas on top of it, Bitter. it's just ding, amazing ding, ding. and delicious. <laughs> and so, I got... It was the first time I tried it, mm -hmm. and I got hooked. I got really Guys, hooked. the Alamo City Candy Company, it's in San Antonio. So mm -hmm. if you're in Texas, in San Antonio, go there. And if not, they sell the products. And it's usually um, candy that's like picoso mm -hmm. with Lucas, chamoy, like gummy bears drenched in chamoy and Lucas and all that stuff. You can find it at HEB stores in the south. But guess what? Now where I live in the new home that I moved to, there's a Michoacana around the corner, and they sell Alamo <gasps> City Candy Company. Really? They only have the gummy bears and the worms with chamoy and all mm -hmm. of that, but the, she said they're going to be ordering more things. But girl was like, okay, I was meant to live here. <laughs> <laughs> they brought it to you. And then another thing, um, mm. I'm a person who wears glasses all the time. Mm -hmm. So I went to the doctor, and um, I told them, I want to wear contacts, but I don't wear them daily. Mm -hmm. Like, I will probably open a 
two-week pack or like a one-month pack, and I will only wear it for like three times the whole month. Mm -hmm. And so they suggested for me to get dailies. Mm -hmm. So basically, you put on the contact in the morning and then take them off before you go to bed, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, throw them away. away. Okay. And so I think I got a, a three-month supply of it, mm -hmm. and now I think they're gonna last me about a year longer. Because <laughs> so you don't I, technically use them daily, but yes, that's good. and so. I'm very happy with my purchase. So if y'all haven't heard, I think everybody heard of the dailies, but I'm really loving that. That's good. Yeah, that I finally can afford contacts better since I don't use it ever. Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah, yay. And those are the things I'm loving. Okay. My thing that I'm loving, it's two things, but it's kind of one. They go together. They complement each other. Mm -hmm. And it's a very long name, ladies, so grab a pen and paper to write it down. If not, just go to our um, Facebook page and we'll link it in the group page. It's called the Tarte Rainforest of the Sea Aqua Concealer. So it's a concealer. If you have dry skin, this is it. This is for you. If you have, if you need concealer on the daily, I'm one of those girls, Wendy is not. But I'm one of those Higher. girls that, do, that need concealer all the time. But my skin is super dry. So this aqua concealer is a hydrating concealer. Well, it conceals all of your imperfections. Oh. But what makes it even better is the concealer brush in that collection. It's a dual-ended brush. And one side is larger than the other side. And it blends the concealer so beautifully and so flawlessly. It's, worth, it's pricey, girls. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's going to last you the concealer and then the brush is a forever brush so go out to sephora go out to ulta pick up the tart rainforest of the sea aqua concealer and the concealer brush that is meant to be used with wow well yeah. since i got my dailies i'm gonna have to hide you're gonna have to conceal yes because <laughs> my glasses hide everything that's why i love glasses so cool and like I said, ladies, we're going to link all of these items in our um, Facebook group chat, which is La Charla. So go and request us. It's a it's a private group, but we will add you so that you can get updates, new episodes, um, Q&A's so that you can help us along with the show. And also find us on Instagram at La Charla PC all together. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Till then, que viva la charla! Woo!